0: The following content is brought to you by Mr. Fister, Orange Thunder, Abigail 13, and Paul Bramblett. Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 585 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Today, we're going to talk about some leaks. Uh, We're going to talk about the fact that I finally got my hands on Super Mario 3D All-Stars. We're going to talk about some classic games, some geese, some free-to-play stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about just video games in general. Let's get started on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Okay, let's get started with Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I finally got my copy delivered to me late yesterday. I was actually doing a live stream uh, at the time, my wife walked in and we talked for a minute. And then I was like, "By the way, did anything get delivered today?" And she said, "Oh yeah, let me go get that for you." And sure enough, my copy of Super Mario 3D All Stars is finally here. Uh, I shut the stream down and booted the game up, and I played it for about an hour. And then I had to shut it off because I was I was just really really tired. Uh, so that's all that I've played. And my son has been very excited for that game. So. Uh, I told him that it was in my Switch and that, you know, that he could borrow it if he wanted, and it's been in his Switch ever since, um, so I'll probably borrow (laughs) my, my copy of the game back from him, uh, after this episode is over so I can see how many stars I can get in Super Mario 64. It was funny, we were, uh, having a conversation in the live chat over on my Twitch channel, um, and uh, somebody was like, I, I've been playing Super Mario 64. I just finished it, so um, I'm quite a bit behind, but I'm looking forward to playing it. I, I went into on Battlefield, and the game feels awesome. It feels great. I mean, of course, there's the super, super janky camera, but you have to remember that when this game was made, like the camera controls were button presses, not an actual like extra analog stick, so because we're playing an emulated version the camera's going to be janky like it was and is that going to get me killed a couple times probably is that a big deal no i don't think so and i'm i'm excited to hop in and play some more mario 64 i am not going to play any of super mario sunshine until i finish super mario 64 and i'm not going to play any of galaxy until i finish super mario sunshine he says knowing that that's not going to happen i'm going to play all three of them concurrently i'm sure but uh, i'm really excited and uh, i'm i've been having you know the hour that i played video games yesterday was on super mario 3d all-stars and i can't wait to play some more so so there you have it there you go My question to you, and we'll turn this into a mailbag topic, maybe for Friday's episode, is which game have you put the most time into since the re-release, since the All-Stars version came out? I'm going to tweet that right after I finish recording this segment. So that's like right now. So when I first saw this story, I assumed that it was uh, about a a Kirby game that I was familiar with. There was a game that came out a little bit ago called Kirby Clash, where it was basically um, four-player co-op Kirby characters versus Kirby enemies, but it was kind of like a Diablo-style game. Not like a top-down, but that where you, you know, you attack the things, you get some loot, and you increase the character's power and level up in order to continue playing, and that was Kirby Clash, and if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that I'm not a huge fan of Kirby games. I thought that game was actually pretty cool, although it was a free-to-play game and had a bunch of free-to-play mechanics that I'm not a fan of. I did like the the gameplay mechanics for that particular game. So when I saw that Kirby Fighters 2 was leaked by Nintendo today, I was like, oh, that's very interesting, and it's free to play, so I'll check that out. But I was confused because it said 1999, and I was like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. So I looked it up, and Kirby Fighters 2 is not the sequel to Kirby Clash, and of course it's not because they have different names, but that's what I assumed uh, just because I had no experience with Kirby Fighters at all. Kirby Fighters was a 3ds game which I never played. And uh, it, I just looked up some video from it. Essentially, it looks like a Smash Brothers style fighting game featuring only Kirby characters, which is a bizarre thing for Nintendo to make. I mean, m- you know, if you've played this game, and you know a good reason why I would want to play this instead of Smash Brothers, feel free to let me know. I'm on Twitter, at RunJumpStomp. But when I saw this, I was like, oh, really? I'm. Why would I get this? Here's what Nintendo has to say about Kirby Fighters 2. Uh, and thank you to Wario64 for tweeting this out. Uh, but it says, choose from a cast of Kirby's most iconic copy abilities, including the brand new wrestler ability, and duke it out. In, to be the last Kirby standing. Familiar friends and foes like Banda waddle D and King DDD also make an appearance as playable characters in Kirby Fighters 2 game available exclusively on the Nintendo switch system. Uh, it's got an MSRP of 20 bucks. Cool I guess I went to th- this was found via Nintendo's game finder uh, which I guess if you go to slash parents, slash game-finder, you can look for... Like, this is actually kind of a cool thing. You can say what system you want, uh, how old the person is that you want to buy a game for, what kind of stuff do they like to play, what characters do they like, and it will show you the games that feature that stuff, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, Nintendo has since fixed this, so you are not finding on there uh Kirby Fighters 2. Uh I I I said Nintendo Switch systems all ages. They like to play all genres. What character do they like? And I said Kirby didn't come up. It, it came up with Kirby Star Allies and Super Smash Bros. That's weird. It didn't even come up with Kirby Clash. That's that's kind of a weird thing. Anyway, uh I just I thought that I think that that's interesting. I don't understand why anybody would want to buy this. Now, you might think, oh, you know, maybe it's a Photoshop. Maybe they're not actually making this. It's Wario64. He's a trustworthy source. Uh, If you don't follow him, follow him on Twitter because he has all kinds of deals that he tweets out all of the time. And I just wanted to let people know about this. Um, Keep it under the... I, I wouldn't even say rumor. I would say announcement coming soon at some point. Um, Weird how Nintendo leaked this on their own website. I think that's kind of funny. Speaking of tweets, Nintendo uh, tweeted out a couple of tweets today. One of them uh, says, It's true what they say together. Birds of a feather honk together. The free two-player update for Untitled Goose Game is now available on Nintendo Switch. Uh, So if you already have Untitled Goose Game and you want to play Untitled Goose Game in a co-op method with a friend, then update your game and you and a friend can work together to terrorize uh, annoying humans or, I don't know, I I guess they're normal humans, but you're the one that's annoying. You're, You're terrorizing these humans and giving them a hard time. In co-op mode, two two geese for the price of one. I think that, that that sounds fantastic. I'm I'm looking forward to trying this out. Maybe my wife will sit down with me and we'll play a little bit of uh, Untitled Goose Game. You know, I don't even know if I have the uh, the game on my Switch or if it's only on her Switch. I think I have it on my Switch too, so uh, I, I'm not sure where we played it. We may have it. We may both have it, uh, which would be even better. So. Uh, There you go. Untitled Goose Game has been updated to include the two-player update, which is really, really cool. Speaking of updates, uh, they are finally here. We've talked about this on the show before. Nintendo has been talking about this for a while now. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, Mario Super Picross, and more Classics are now on the NES and Super NES Nintendo Switch Online collection of games. The other two games are The Peacekeepers, which I don't know anything about that. Um, I think if I remember correctly, it's like some kind of horizontal shooter, like I would say R-type, but also has vertical elements to it. And then, oh no, that's that's what SCAT was, See. S C A T with like little dots there. I forget what it stands for. Um, Special Commando Attack Task Force or something like that. I don't remember what, what Peacekeepers was. Uh, but those games are now out. Uh, we got three Super Nintendo games and one NES game. Uh, so if you are looking forward to playing, I think everybody is looking forward to playing Donkey Kong Country Two, Diddy Kong's Quest. Uh, it is now available. Find Reese's now at a store near you. A few years back, I bought one of my favorite controllers of all time, the Steam Controller. And if you've never looked at the Steam Controller, it is a weird, weird-looking piece of hardware. It's got these two touch pads where the joysticks would be, and uh, then the D-pad is completely removed in place of a joystick, and then you've got the face buttons, and those two touch pads have haptic feedback, so you can kind of feel what's supposed to be under your thumbs at the time, and they're completely, completely customizable. Um, it is one of my favorite controllers of all time. It is very, very weird, but you can customize it to your heart's content. The reason I don't really use it much these days is because I don't spend very much time playing PC games, and the problem with the Steam controller <laughs> is that when I use it, I spend more time customizing it than I do actually playing the game, which is a problem for me. It's kind of like when I used to play World of Warcraft, I would spend more time getting my UI to be just the way that I wanted than I would spend time Uh, playing the game. Now, you might be wondering, why am I talking about a Steam controller on a Nintendo show? Well, that's because along with my Steam controller came a game that I never, ever intended to play. I was never interested in it. I don't particularly like racing games unless it's Mario Kart, and I really don't care for sports games 99% of the time. Uh, But somebody decided to combine. The, uh, the the so- a soccer game with a racing game, and they made this game called Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars. Horrible name. It uh, was supposed to be a really, really good game, and then they decided to make a sequel, and that sequel was called Rocket League, and one of the cool things about my Steam controller is it came with a free copy of Rocket League, and I said, self- what are you going to do? You might as well try it out. So I booted up Rocket League and I was like, oh my God, this game is amazing. Played really well on the on the uh, Steam controller as well. Fast forward to, I think it was summer or fall of 2017. After the Switch had come out, uh, Rocket League had come to the Nintendo Switch because the Switch was getting pretty po- uh, popular. And I decided even though I already own this game and even though the game is not going to look as good on the Switch as it does on my PC, I'm going to support Psyonix because they made a really good game and they did and so I decided to buy the game again even though I already had it Uh, and I bought it and I played a hell of a bunch of it on Nintendo Switch. Let's fast forward some more. It was either earlier this year or late last year, if I remember correctly. Um, Psyonix was purchased by Epic Games, and while you can still play um, Rocket League on Steam, it is now on the Epic Games store. And at the time, I was the, the thing that I was most worried about was, are they going to do like manipulative stuff like they do with the Fortnite uh, skin store? And I, I haven't even looked at the store, so I don't know anything about that. But... One of the good things about Epic Games buying Rocket League is that they decided, hey, guess what? This game is going to be free to play, and it goes free to play today. Um, it says right here, uh, we're almost there. Here are the notes for today's free to play release. Um, uh, that These patch notes cover everything that comes with the free to play release. Here's the headlines. Rocket League is now available for download through the Epic Games Store. The new challenges system is live including challenges specifically for new player. PlayStation Plus is no longer required to play Rocket League online. Season 1 is now live on all platforms and the game is basically free now. You can just you can just get the game. If you don't already own Rocket League, you can get the game for free on the Epic Games Store, the PS4, Steam, Switch, and Xbox One. it is it, it was scheduled to release earlier today at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. UTC. If you've not played this game, you are missing out on a fantastic, really, really addictive game. The moment-to-moment gameplay is spectacular. The controls feel absolutely perfect like they they nailed how to control the cars like that's the thing if you watch somebody play you're like there's no way I can be any good at this well first off you're probably right you won't be all that great at it at least not without a ton of practice but even if you're not good at it like me, you're going to have fun. It's it's really, really good. Uh, the controls are absolutely wonderful. The visuals are great. The, the, the art direction and sound design, all fantastic. And now it's free. I mean, sign me up. Uh, you don't have to sign me up. I already bought the game twice. But I want you guys to try it out. If you've not yet played Rocket League, it is fantastic. And it is now free. Speaking of free to play... Uh, this is very, very interesting. There is a uh, a launch trailer of a game. This was tweeted out by Nintendo earlier. Uh, there was a launch trailer of a game that is um, getting a free-to-play launch on Nintendo Switch today. It's called Vigor, or Vigor. I don't know how, how to pronounce it. Um, and from what it looks like to me, it looks like it is a third-person game. Um, I'm gonna say maybe like battle royale kind of game. I'm not sure just by watching this uh, this trailer. It reminds me a lot of of the kind of game that that you would play like Fortnite or like Apex Legends or like PUBG. But then it it has like this this um, shelter that you build. I don't know. Um, it says challenge others in various game modes. Build your shelter. Maybe there's some co-op stuff in there. It, it, like One of the things that I noticed is they, they showed somebody sniping, and in the middle of their sniping shot, it said, um, you know, press a button to release your breath or to hold your breath, which seems like the kind of thing that you would have in a slower-style um, uh, shooter. Well, it's free-to-play now from Bohemia Interactive, uh, and I just wanted to let people know about it. Uh, here's what they they say about the game: Vigor is now free to play on Nintendo Switch. Fight and survive in this looter shooter. So, all right, I guess it's a looter shooter, not a not a battle royale, but just from the I don't know. It looks like it plays like a battle royale, um, but it, I guess it's more Destiny Two like. I haven't played it yet, but I wanted to let people know about it. Real quick, before we get out of here, I have a mailbag topic. The mailbag topic is the same mailbag topic as the last episode um, yesterday. Yesterday, the last episode, I mean, um, I sent out a question asking, What does everybody think about Xbox purchasing Bethesda? Of course, people were like, You mean Zenimax? Yes, I mean Zenimax. But, you know, Bethesda is really the part that most people uh, care about. Um, And I got a lot of replies. So uh, real quick, I'm going to read you a couple of replies, and then I'll read the updated poll number. Uh, Logan uh, Lankowski said, Xbox has shown a willingness in the past to to share their lesser IPs. I believe that's more true than ever with their push to make console streaming and PC all close to equal uh, than ever before. I think that they treat their in-house studios well. And in a time of such uncertainty, I believe it's good for the franchises and employees, and are the best of the big three to be acquired by. But do not believe more exclusivity is a good thing. That's a very, that's a varied and nuanced uh, thought process there, Logan. And I, I like that. Mark Miller uh, says, you know, this is probably the developer in me coming out to comment, but everything Microsoft has bought, Minecraft, GitHub, oh, actually, I already read that one. Sorry. Well, he he says it, it's the purchase is jarring, but I'm confident it will make Bethesda a better company. Uh, so there's that one. Uh, Anna Foster says bad, bad for the in- industry as a whole. And we're going to go with one more reply. Uh, Sean says, I'm not a huge Bethesda fan anymore, but I say good for Microsoft. I think Microsoft has been outshining Sony lately in every area of their business except for exclusives and this acquisition could be a step towards amping themselves up in the exclusives department Uh, so sean i think that microsoft is going to leverage this stuff as hey our 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 platform game pass is the best place for you to go because you get these games as part of your subscription less about exclusivity if sony had been the ones to purchase it I think that they would have been all about the exclusivity does that mean that i don't think that we'll see exclusives on microsoft's xbox from bethesda or ZeniMax? no of course I, th- I think that that's going to happen but i don't think it's going to happen for a couple of years two or three years maybe four years before we start to see that the games that are already in development and remember development takes a really long time i anticipate will come to multi-platforms um Phil Spencer, I'm probably getting his name wrong. I always, miss it. I always mess it up. I always mix up the the guy from Apple and the guy from Microsoft. But Phil Spencer, uh, I believe he even said, uh, you know, we'll bring our games to third-party platforms on a case-by-case basis. And I think that that's a perfectly reasonable. But I don't think that, that Microsoft is going to say no to uh, the stuff that's already being worked on. And then... Finally, we'll look at the poll, and I said good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, 41.7% said good, Uh, bad was 22.7%, and indifferent was 35.6%. So most people think that it's a pretty good thing. Um, I, I guess not most people. More people think it's a good thing than bad thing, and there's a whole bunch of people that just don't care. I'm not sure if you are aware, but for as little as a buck a month, you can listen to this show without any ads in it at all. In fact, right now we have a goal over at patreon.com slash run, stomp, and that goal is to make it so that we can have this podcast completely ad free for everyone. In order to do that, we're working on uh, increasing our Patreon revenue. If you want to know where we are for that, that's super easy to do. You can go to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp, and if you scroll down, you can see that we are currently 11% of the way there. We're also 47% of the way to a brand new podcast about retro games. Uh, If you want to know more about that, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. For a buck a month, you get the show 100% ad-free. Uh, then there's the early access tier, which gets you these episodes a day early and episodes of 143 pixels months ahead of time. Just had an episode of 143 pixels drop yesterday, by the way, featuring Brian Ebbett. He and I sat down and talked about one of his favorite arcade games, Tempest, and uh, he told me about how he could play that game for hours on on just a buck. And then he told a story about how he fell through a ceiling at some point. Really fun uh, interview. Make sure that you check that out by heading to 143pixels.com. And uh, if you want to support the show, then head to the Patreon and uh, you can do the same thing that these people did Eric Smith, Matt Hadfield, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, Joycephine, and Guy Who Changes His Name Every Episode. Uh, thank you to our producers. You guys are fantastic. Thank you to each and every patron. You guys are amazing. I really do appreciate it. And that's it for the show today. If you want to check out the Patreon, the Twitter, the Twitch, the YouTube, the Discord with uh, 1,500 other people who want to talk to you about video games, then head on over to runjumpstomp.com. You can find all of that stuff there. I'm out of here. Thank you very much for listening. And I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.